this thing is on because I just started it. So uh, uh, let me uh, close my door. And Charles, you can you, you want to do the welcomes? Uh, let me close my door. Yeah, I'll do the welcomes. Just tell me we're on. Hi, everyone. It is Charles and Francisco for another episode of Sports Scoops. If we're delayed, it's because I am a horrible leadoff man, as always, but Francisco is tending to services. So that episode's going to be kind of fun for us. We'll be doing a little bit of everything. We're at the All-Star break for baseball. We know we have the Home Run Derby coming in along with the All-Star game. We get to talk about a lot of things, such as the NBA free agency period and what the hell that was. We'll have a little guide for some UFC stuff that's going on. We'll talk about that. And then more importantly, I think it's a little bit contentious to some degree, but do we really care about soccer, international soccer, women's soccer? We leave it to us to debate to be good and bad. I mean, yeah. go USA, go women's. We don't care about the Deutsch as opposed to Austin Powers Gold member. <laughs> tells us. But, you know, I find that in a time of the year, Francisco, for a lot of sports to be slow, there's plenty of things to talk about, surprisingly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, as another treat uh, for Charles, I've got WrestleMania 18 for the GameCube uh, on screen here. So the, One of the best ones, to be honest. Yeah. Is it 18? Or hold on. Let me, let me make sure I got my numbers right. Let me get back to the title screen. My Roman numerals correctly. X I X okay nineteen it's nineteen actually, all right but whatever one off, uh yeah so got WrestleMania on here, on the screen here Andrew our our good buddy he's, he's uh he's joining us from uh, from afar this time, uh he's he's a bit under the weather but nonetheless, uh you know, we uh he he's watching us he's listening to us so, uh Charles I, I don't know which topic you want to start with first because. I mean, gosh, uh, we got we got the yeah uh, Jimmy Butler's in Miami now, uh, freaking Kawhi and uh, Pete and Paul George somehow found his way to to the L.A. Clippers, uh, much to the, um, the I, I don't know if disgust or whatever to LeBron and his crew out in the other yeah. side of the hallway. Let, let's table the NBA for a second because I feel like we're gonna eat a lot of time to it, but. You know, let me ask you this, Francisco. Oh, yeah. When it comes to any kind of all-star break in a sports, is there nothing better than a home run derby? Uh, out of all of the... Okay, so the Pro Bowl doesn't matter. Um, well, it's never mattered. Nothing for the Pro Bowl has ever mattered, ever. Um, the, the, the NBA dunk contest has been awful for quite a while. Uh, it's it yeah, I think you, I, I just think that it's you, you've gotten to the point where you've done basically anything a human being can do with the basketball in the air, you know, yeah, without going to ridiculous lengths as far as props and what have you. The NHL also has their skills competition uh, before the All Star Game, which is nice, but I mean, it's basically seeing who's the fastest on the ice, and well, the NBA has the same thing: who's the fastest. Who, who shoots the hardest, who shoots the most accurate, which goalie is uh, the most uh, ac- uh, best uh, uh, blocker, that type of thing. Um, and then, yeah, the home run derby, which, I don't know, it's just the, the majesty of the home run, you know, chicks dig the long ball type of thing. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. 
because uh, you're in a venue where okay, fine, seeing a majestic home run during regular season play or the playoffs, that's great. It's fantastic. But this is where you get into kind of video game territory of distance of home runs, you know, and that's the fun stuff. That's what I like to see. Yeah, and I find you can easily find somebody to root for, whether your team representative is there or not, in the home run derby. You know, there's no real time constraints. Sometimes it goes down to the wire. You get some guys who should be there that get tossed in the first round. You get some guys that were long shots hitting a long ball to stay around. And then you get some guys who run a big game and nothing happens. I forgot the player from about two or three years ago who was making the big stink about how he should be there, and then he was out in the first round. I got (laughs) to research that a little bit, but it was funny. But, I mean, we got baseball's poster child of greatness, Mike Trout, in it. Yeah, finally. What's going to be in it, but he's backed out of this one because he has, like, an injury, right? Yeah. You have the future, you know, poster child of the MLB with Cody Bellinger. Oh, yeah. Going in there. He, he's on a tear. And then Mike Moustakis representing, who is he on now? The Padres. Good for him. Yeah. And then my own Gary Sanchez. And here's the thing, you know, Gary kind of brings it, but I fully expect him to be kind of knocked out. So once he's effectively knocked out, then I'll go into my Mike Trout, uh, you know, secretive love, unabashed love coming out and just let him have fun. But you find guys to root for that aren't even on your team. And surprisingly, you don't have a lot of, like, the usual names of the big hitters that are in there. I mean, J.D. Martinez isn't in there. Um, I know Corey Springer's in there and all that stuff. You even got some guys that I have not been caught up to yet, like Jorge Soler. I yeah. know he's a player. He's he's he's, so he's, d- he, he's Doug's uh, cousin, by the way, so <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, maybe. But, I mean, he's playing for the Royals. So, And that's also something that's good, too, about I would feel baseball in and of itself, even though – I think all, all all-star voting ballots are kind of prejudiced by fans voting. Yeah. Um, but you get some guys, like, production leads you in there. They get the invite. And you know who's not there this year? Bryce Harper, Manny Machado. Uh, basically, yeah, the big, big, big money guys that are uh, not having the, the greatest of seasons. I think, well, I think Manny's having an okay season. But uh, freaking Bryce Harper is not producing to what Phillies fans would hope, but Phillies fans are still, you know, in a kind of honeymoon period with him. Though they'll, they'll rightfully blew him by if the Phillies are struggling to get one of the wild card spots, September. You know. Yeah. It, very competitive at this time of the break for the wild card. It makes you appreciate them getting a second wild card. Yeah. I feel well, I'm. I mean, I've looked back on the history. I'm. I'm really. Yeah, I really am glad there's a second wild card because um, it's created much more uh, drama. I mean, there's teams that have sub 500 records that are still in it for the second wild card spots. Like I think the Cincinnati Reds could technically, if they ever gotten like a five six game win streak, they'd be right there uh, for for actually competing. I mean, the Oakland Athletics are making a comeback, just kind of how they did last year, being kind of mediocre for the first two months of the baseball season. And then all of a sudden, bam, they go straight to it. They get yeah. that heater. They keep the same production, which is kind of you know, respectable for Oakland because they didn't really get anybody new. They didn't really trade anybody away. They're just hitting their bumps and hitting their stride. 
Yeah. So I don't know if you can see what I'm doing on screen. I'm creating a character here in, yeah, in WrestleMania. So I don't even know what stats to put on him. Like, I mean, what kind of sp- what kind of character do we want to be? We want to be a little lucha libre. Do they want to be a you know they want to be a hoss? Do they want to be a technician? I have him okay on the profile. I've named him Sporty McGoof. Uh, his nickname is Charles the True. Okay, I can do this. Uh, you have to keep me heel. I, you know, no, no, I've yeah, I've kept him as a heel. Okay, he's the heel. So now we're getting to the abilities. So. Uh, we've for rest, got for fans out there wrestling or the viewers out there the terminology heel means bad guy yeah so i think we've got about 20 points we can use to to kind of balance this well, guy out so if, if we're basing off of me i'm like five seven so <laughs> i i don't think i'm a strapping strong lad but i don't think i can knock brock lesnar into existence or out of existence so okay so, we've we've got 10 points to work with on your basic Endurance, strength, agility, jumping, recovery. So, what, 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 where should we allocate our points? Well, you know, I, I couldn't do CrossFit if my life depended on me. So we're gonna put like four on strength because you know, you, you gotta get a little bit of that muscle in there. Yeah, uh, he he lives, bro. He lives. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I used to play basketball down in Miami, so I'll give <laughs> myself two points. You know, it was something going on the blacktop when you see some guys there. You're like, uh. Don't mention I'm a lawyer. You're going to get killed. It's okay. <laughs> They'll rob you. Um, recovery, that's, I, that should be put to zero because I'm in pain like I, I can't even put it to zero, so we're leaving it yeah, there. We'll, we'll give a little endurance. We'll give a little endurance. All right. Yeah, we'll, can, we'll, we'll add an, another point there. <laughs> we'll add two points to it then. All right. Uh, then we'll just we'll just give me some agility. And yeah. that's because I'll, I'll, I'll do a play like DDP yoga. Straight right. spine. All right, how about some... Okay, attack. We got 13 points left on this. Um, I do some... I do... Okay, so... Striking, grappling, and joint locks. Ah, oh man, you gotta... I feel like that's where a lot of my things should be at. So if I got 13 points, I gotta equitably distribute some of them. So let's, let's pop out about seven points that we're gonna allocate here. And we're gonna put a good portion of them to grapple, grappling and joint locks. Okay. So, what is it? We got seven, we're gonna put seven here. So give me two on striking. Okay, two on striking. Yeah. Okay, grappling. Grappling, well, what is it? Give me like, uh, give me like three on grappling. Okay. And then the remainder we'll put there. All right, so, all right, cool. All right, now we got defense. We got eight points to allocate to defense. All right, so if I'm playing a heel, I'm gonna play the heel of like I'm getting the hell out of every position I can get. Forget resilience. Resilience you want in a baby face because of the fact that hey, you know he's coming back to it. He's about to Hulk a mania out. You know you go from there. We're putting those remaining eight. So four on escape, four on flexibility. We have fun with it. Okay. All right. Let's uh. Uh. Let's okay. Four on escape, four on flexibility. I have two more points left. So Ooh. let's oh, see where you can right. put it. All right. I, I guess we'll just give me a little bit more on striking then. Striking. All right. Well, yeah. yeah we'll even out your attack then. I, we got one more. One more point. Um. Oh. Oh God. The pressure. Uh, <laughs> that's because we never did anything. Okay. Give me one for recovery. Okay, just one. One for recovery. All right. Cool. Because my knees would disagree with you in a heartbeat. All right. So that's that's your ability. And yeah, folks, we're we're kind of 
kind of moving away from the sports talk, but I mean, we'll get to it. Don't worry. We just got to create our character here because I, I'm assuming this will not be the first time or the last time that we'll be playing this game. So we might as well make a character now and use them for future future episodes. Yeah, plus, here's the thing, you know, wrestling related, once we get to the cage, I'll have my own avatar, basically. <laughs> yeah, I could actually, yeah, we could use them, we could promote them, uh, make a PNG file of it. Okay, so, uh, moves, uh, we got fight style, oh god, this is, this yeah, is... very intricate. Oh, very we're, in we're not going to finish this anytime soon, are no. we? Okay, well, uh, while we're doing this, let's, uh... Um, so home run derby is going to be happening. That'll be fun. Uh, I regret missing. Well, I didn't miss the home run derby in 2017 when the Marlins hosted the all-star game. I was able to see that. It was really, really fun. You know, of course your Yankees took out both of my Marlins. Yes. Um, that was the Aaron Judge year, right? Aaron Judge versus Giancarlo. Yeah. And that's, yeah. Aaron Judge won that. Uh, he had that freaking majestic. He was, I think he was the first person to ever hit the roof at Marlins park. <laughs> Which is amazing because John Carlos Stanton had played there for years at that point. Uh, uh, I'll, let me let me tell you a funny story about uh, Aaron Judge. Yeah, my father is not a big sports guy. He doesn't care. He turns wrenches for a living. He loves to watch his Spanish telenovelas on Netflix. It's the reason why I paid the thirteen dollars a month. So I put on some you know baseball in the background because it was net you know there was them versus the Mets. I'm like, I have fun with it. So he sees like Aaron Judge. Yeah, and you know. I'll put wrestling on the background. I'll put on football in the background. Doesn't bat an eye. Right. He sees this guy. He's like, what the? F what is this? It looks like the Incredible Hulk toned it down on CrossFit and like spray tanned himself a little bit with the jaw and everything. So I was just like surprised. So apparently, I think my father has an, a, a special connection to Aaron Judge. But then, like, yeah, he's like the biggest baseball player I've ever seen outside of Randy Johnson. <laughs> standing in all like six, 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 seven. Yeah. 220 pounds. I told him, like, you should see this guy, Giancarlo, who is basically chiseled in the eyes of Adonis. <laughs> because, you know, I saw that magazine spread for the ESPN body. I was like, holy crap, man. Do you not eat a carb? Yeah. I'm eating a slice of cheese, by the way. Um, all right, so. Uh, non sponsor of the week for you. Cheese. <laughs> oh, no, no. I got a good non sponsor this week. Um, all right, so. Uh, well, more 4th of July happenings, let's say. Uh, while we're here, I might as well get my uh, U.S. Women's National Team won the Women's World Cup. I didn't watch. Right. A, I didn't watch a single minute of it whatsoever. So I don't know if I'm a bad American, but or I'm a sexist or I'm a chauvinist. I have no idea. People might want to label me all that. Here's what you label me: a guy that just doesn't like soccer in any of its forms, even Mario form. I can't even play Mario Strikers. I'm sorry, what Strikers is fun? But we can comment on <laughs> I'm just saying, no, I've tried. I've tried playing Mario Strikers, and I can't. So it's not just, it's not the women's team. It's not soccer. It's, well, it is soccer. It's the sport of soccer. The only equivalent of it that I like is uh, Rocket League, <laughs> <laughs> which is just car soccer, you know? And, it's, and even then, I only play the snow day, um, the snow day mode, which is basically car hockey. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I, you know, I've played regular Rocket League too. So, um, I don't know. It's just, am I a bad American? Am I just a? Uh, well, hmm. if you're a bad American, I think that makes two bad Americans on this podcast <sighs> because soccer just doesn't wet my whistle, man. 
I mean, okay, people are popular for kicking stuff. I kicked a lot of stuff when I was a kid. I kicked boxes, I kicked rocks. I know a lot of my brethren from Colombia and Argentina back in the day, they were poor people kicking rocks and stuff at the box. Hopefully they weren't kicking cats and dogs. I think it's just too long. Look, I respect the athleticness of it. It's a big field. Uh, it's a long game. Yeah. Ugh. I don't even think, it's one of those sports for me that even if you gave me the changes that I wanted in it, such as a shorter time frame, I don't think I would still watch it. And I'm not big into the whole international, you know, competition either because there's nothing really to gain from it. You know, I understand we get a fancy trophy and we can say, hey, we're consecutive winners and all that stuff. But you got to, I feel this way about the Olympics too. You got to give me something that's really like a massive donation to a charity of that country's choice or that need or, you know, maybe hold the kids hostage if they don't win. I don't know. There's some stuff out there. You say the yeah. lives. I don't know. Make, make it compelling. Put the risk on there. Uh, because at the end of the day, it's just it's it's just a couple of people who are great. And I think part of the problem is that the players that are in the both men and women's uh, cups, you know, obviously the women are more superior and dominant. They deserve to have equal wages. We'll get that controversy out there by saying people deserve to get paid. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I understand that completely. But there is no national uh, recognition, not from their international play, but there's just no national recognition in the States. I can't name you people who are on there. The only like female soccer player I ever known was Mia Hamm, and that's because, you know, 1999, they got notes, and they I mean, also her I can at least name three, you know, Megan, Megan Rapinoe, uh, Alex yeah. Morgan, and Hope Solo. Those are the only three that I know. And Hope Solo still around? I think so. I think, yeah. I think so. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. I have no idea. Players we remember to forget women's edition. Uh, well, she wouldn't be in that. She'd probably be in like Let's Hall, y'all, when she gets to like the soccer she Hall of Fame, the U.S. Soccer Hall. Uh, yeah, but I mean, you know, whatever. That's how I remember that, and maybe it's the attorney in me. Oh, and of course, uh, Andrew here is is correcting my pronunciation of Rapino instead of Rapino. Um, that's a rap name, so. Um, Anyways, uh, you know, it's just it's just I didn't have any interest in it. But look, uh, you know, they did their thing, whatever, and they're obviously better than the men's team, which I think of lost course. lost the gold cup to Mexico and didn't score a goal or something like that. As mm. far as I can cursely, uh, like peripherally remember, I have no idea. Somewhere there's a president One nothing. very angry okay. that the men couldn't beat a Mexican team. <laughs> Loser gets to build the wall. <laughs> Loser pays for the wall. <laughs> that's what it should have been. That would if I see that's when the stakes would matter. Yeah, exactly. Actually, that would have been fun. Maybe maybe the U.S. team actually wins. They're like, holy crap, we got to so, pay for. Okay, hear, hear me out because we're going down this rabbit hole. Stake of the wall foundation. Let's screw the politics. Let's not stall it. Women's soccer team versus Mexican male team. It's a revenge game. It's a game about equality, and bam, someone gets inside <laughs> the wall issue. Pretty sure. I'm pretty darn sure some of the women are taller than those Mexican men. So. Hey, yeah, I'm not. I'm not making fun of. I mean, I'm Latino, so I'm just saying. But I, I, I think notoriously the Mexican men aren't as tall as you know some of the other teams around the world, Argentina or or especially the European teams. Um, okay. Uh, uh, but whatever. Okay. I'm not a bad American. I'm just. I'm a regular American that just doesn't care about soccer. So. Yeah. You're, you're, and so you're basically every American except when it's <laughs> cup season. Yeah. Because, all right, so the issue to bring it today in 21st century social media, everybody seemed to care about the World Cup. 
And it was one of those times, I, and full disclaimer, I hardly use social media, part of it because of what I do for a living, part of it because I really don't think people care about my opinion about stuff that are really trivial at the end of the day, because let's be honest here, men, women's soccer, gold cup, silver cup, bronze cup, platinum cup, whatever cup you call it, is not really the end all be all functioning society. But holy crap, that people want to voice a lot of support into it and everything else. I'm just like, I kind of want to like go into a chat box and be like, hey, <laughs> Netherlands for the win, baby. You made uh, me a little anime, Mary, and I don't know why. Uh, uh, hey, by the way, uh, I, I, what kind of hair should, should uh, this guy have here? Because I've, well, there's so we'll much. See. Should we go I, long? I need, I need should we go. pomposity. So, you know, I need something that screams pompousness. Francisco, if you gave me no a afro, forced you, I kill you. No afro? Um, nah, I can pull it. I look like a Q-tip. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, we got... Let's see. Hmm. Ooh, wait, wait, we can... Yeah, let, we, let's pull off the Jane Brady. Okay. Let's pull <laughs> Jan Brady. Um, I look like Kurt Cobain, if Kurt Cobain was still around. Yeah. Um, oh, we're going to get fined. Uh, Hulk Hogan with hair. That looks like Matt Riddle, an actual wrestler. Let's see. Hmm. I like how there's unlockable hairs. Yeah. Like, oh, hey, you can get it. You have to grind through this game. That guy looks like Sephiroth. You have to grind through this game <laughs> in order to unlock hairstyle number 5,000. 5,045. Um, all right, that's a little homage to Ric Flair, I would say. Oh, I, I see a mullet. Yeah, oh, where? Oh, right here? Upper left. Uh, I don't know if that's very mullet-like. Uh, I look like that slightly. Because I feel like my hairdo needs to be a homage to, like, the 80s wrestlers. Because that's, at 5'7", if I'm going for some titles, I have to be, like, the crap heel. I gotta pull in my best Ric Flair to my ability. Okay, so, uh, yeah, we might have to go long then, so. Uh, not sure. Should we go with this hmm. one? Long four? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's some business in the front party in the back mindset, so I, I can get behind that. <laughs> Alright, cool. Uh, now the color. Oh, well, I mean, I don't have blonde hair, so I'm going right. for that, like, brown. All right, let's, let's see what we can get here. Brown. Straight up brown. Uh, nah, go one up on that, that palette. Let's see, the can I? Let me see. The light brown. Uh. Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> that's maybe a closer representation to my hair. Maybe. Uh, okay, so we got the color. Uh, oh boy, there's so many, so many things to. And this this game released back in like 2004 or something like that. I'm not even sure. They were a lot of fun back then, man. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We got eyebrow, jawline. We can make you wide. We can put a mask on you. Well, I mean, if I have great hair, we're obviously gonna show my face. Look at those pecs, man. I've been hitting it hard. You want some tattoos on you? Yeah, yeah, tap me up. All right, we got a face tattoo, or face paint, actually. Oh, yeah. Uh, but if I'm ooh. a heel, I gotta, I gotta make it work. That's the thing. All right, that looks like a gate, you know, like one of the geishas down in Japan. Um, all right, that's Ultimate Warrior. I don't know, if I'm a heel, I don't want to do the face paint, but that was something that was part of that culture a little bit hmm. uh, just look at the choices we got uh, let's see can we move uh let's see what we got here oh you can have a wwe logo because we know how much you 
You love WWE and never never criticize them for anything. I mean, I can literally call myself the face of the WWE. <laughs> you have a, the face that runs the place. Uh, let's see. You can have it all up all over your face, or I don't know where on your head that would be, but all up on your face there. Uh, let's uh, that face tat. <laughs> I don't. I don't want a white guy having white like power with white inscription <laughs> not after i just pull the whole mexico u.s line uh, <laughs> oh he's got like a little strap on i don't know it's a little a little bdsm right. there but whatever right. obviously this is me after i saw pulp fiction yeah you okay i'm far from effing okay uh let's see we got some japanese symbols i have no idea what else we got we got a flower a skull. I've got woo. Uh, got an iron cross here. Uh, I got a banana. Uh, very progressive. Well, that's not even a rainbow flag, not really. Um, a turtle shell for some reason. And um, I, don't I even do know like what... Ninja Turtles. So the fro. <laughs> There's just not like a lot of good options. Yeah, there's not Maybe really. Maybe we just don't do the face. Yeah, face exactly. Face. We'll uh, we'll remove that. Or how do we get rid of this thing off? Uh, get that. Crap. I don't know how to take it off. Hold on. Okay, right there. Perfect. All right, leave it there. Uh, all right. So, uh, next topic. These look like characters from old school RuneScape. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, the textures are very uh, 2004, I'll tell you that much. But you know what? That was the generation that we lived in, and we need to appreciate it. Oh, no, I, I definitely appreciate this. This was my wheelhouse. Um, N64, yeah, I loved it, but my wheelhouse was GameCube era. Uh, no wrinkles? You're no wrinkles on you? Hey, Little listen, I might be 30 or close to 30, but you, over my dead body, are you going to make freckles, a trash. get a mole someplace. Um, mm, nah. See, these textures just look like little, you know, <laughs> they, they don't help us. Yeah. No butt chin. So yeah, but no, no butt chin. All right, perfect. We'll, we'll, we'll take that off. Uh, no, let's see, outline. What's this? Oh, like, uh, oh, give you a little more chisel on that, on that face. Yeah, I do need it. I do need it. Thank uh, you. I got a square chin or, uh. I don't know what kind of chin I have. I, I feel bad for whatever viewers just listening. They're like, why is this guy describing his chin? I'm like, eh. Get, get a little yeah. crimson chin action here from, from yeah, Fairly Odd Parents. Yeah. A little Jay Leno here. Jay Leno, it's all right. Actually, yeah, yeah, we'll go with the Jay Leno. All right, we can do that. Yeah, make me look like a, a god. I'm okay with that. All right, you have a stash? You're gonna, if you're going to go 80s, not yes. sure. Yes. I need my Bob Belcher stash. All right, cool. Uh, Bob Belcher, so we'll go with that. <laughs> I think that first one to the right, man. Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. Okay, perfect. I mean, you have the the Spanish uh, uh, little see, thing here. You have the when, the, it, first, the when it first comes Japanese out, guy. Like you of course have a Hitler. You have a Hitler. Uh, well, no. <laughs> you have you have the Super Mario here, um, and you have uh, uh, was it? Not even sure what to describe that one as. All right, Bob Belcher. Hey, we'll go Bob Belcher. Bob Belcher. Let's All right, do perfect. It. Black? You want a, bl <laughs> a black mustache? Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's make the darkest kind of black because it make it seem like I just kind of tarred it up a little bit. <laughs> just so, like Hogan when he became Hollywood Hogan had the uh, the extra darkened beard just to mess with people. Yeah. Uh, if you back out, no, yeah. Uh, type. Let's see what your mouth is. Uh, give a little, a little sad face. Uh, a little happy face. Are you a happy heel? You've got to give me a face that makes people want to punch me. So you basically have to take an image of me because that's my everyday face as it is. Uh, you want nice full lips. I, I give me a pompous look. <laughs> that's that one's a little pouty. That one's a yeah, little yeah, pouty. I, I like that kind of one that we have. Like I look like a small brat. We're good. Yeah, it's a little pouty right there. Let's see. No, no, that one's a little too. I'm I'm liking this pouty one for now. Uh, or we can have I have like like the uh, I don't know King Philip the whatever that Spanish king that had like a really messed up chin. <laughs> what, what you trying to say there, man? <laughs> uh, okay, we're gonna go with the uh, let's see, where's the pouty? There's the pouty. We'll go with the pouty. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, let's see, nose. Going for the nose here. You got a wide, like, really fat nose there. You got a nice thin nose. You got the witch nose here. You got the Gruntilda. Uh, <laughs> let's see. I have, like, a button nose. So a whatever button nose. So let's yeah. see. Uh, that's very wide there. That's very pointy. That's that's too pointy. Very, uh, very pointy there. That's really jutting out there. Uh, I mean, we'll have to go with the default. All right, we'll go with the default. All right, cool. Uh, actually, we can figure it out. Let's see. We can kind of say translate. Can we kind of make it? Well, can we kind of make it small? I think we can. Actually, no. Oh, I'm just putting it off to the side. Actually, <laughs> looks like you uh, got a real broken nose there. Uh, that could be my backstory. I was once a pretty man, but then someone punched me in the face. Okay, so we'll leave it like that. Actually, we'll we'll give you the uh, the. Uh, the angels catch your treatment right now. Speaking Ooh, of, yeah. speaking yeah. of, uh, I, okay, so we, we wanted to mention uh, what, what was his, what's the, what's the catcher's name? What his name? Jonathan Lucroy. Yeah, okay, Lucroy, who got hit by Jake Marisnik of the Astros. Uh, play at the plate. I think it was like, I think it was like a ten ten game or something like that. In the eighth inning, fly ball. Uh, outfielder catches it. Marisnik tags up. Right, I'm assuming. Well, regardless, regardless, Marisnik, hey, what's up, Slash? How you doing, man? Uh, Marisnik uh, tags up, uh, heads straight for the plate. Now, um, obviously, we have the, the the Buster Posey rule now. And it looked like Lucroy was set up to get the ball on the outside, right in front of the plate. And then, as soon as he got the ball, move to his left to get the tag, right? Mm-hmm. But the throw... I think coming in from right field or was a little off so he kind of had to come in a little towards the, the line or whatever or, or he was getting the ball in a place where um, he was in position to do that now Jake Marisnik according to his explanation was trying to uh, slide from I think the left side of the plate instead of the right side on the outside because he was expecting Luke Roy to get the ball and then place the tag moving towards his left. 
Uh, that didn't happen because of the placement of the ball coming back uh, towards home. So Marisnik kind of, if you look at it in slow motion, he kind of moves into the way of of Lucroy, but it looked like it was a split second decision that he didn't expect to make, like he was expecting to make, but didn't expect Lucroy to be there. So you could see, I could see the hesitation in his face and his kind of movement, and he kind of just smashed into the guy's head. They both smashed their heads together, actually. And uh, uh, Lucroy came out with, uh, I think, uh, a sprained nose and, and a concussion. And Mreznik was immediately, as you can tell, immediately um, remorseful, I would say. But I think, it was an, I think it was an unintentional play. Other people don't think so, but I don't know. I mean, what do you think? I mean, I'm just watching the slow motion of it. I just... Regardless if it's intentional or unintentional, it just begs the question when it comes to stealing home. You know, yes, you're at a disadvantage because you see this big body there, but if, if you're out, you're out, man. So just take your tag. You don't need to be coming in at somebody like your Terrell Suggs going for the quarterback, you know? I can't necessarily agree with it. Um, I mean, you do see a little bit of a hesitation, him going there, but then it kind of looks like he just drops his body a little bit with Marisnik. Yeah. Uh, hitting up into LaCroix, and LaCroix got, for all intents and you know purposes, to quote Smokey from Friday, you got knocked the F out. <laughs> um, it was, uh, it was bad. It was bad. I mean, I was talking about this earlier in the day. Base running and stealing should be two simple ways on all four of the bases and if you don't like it i don't care sliding feet first sliding hands first and if you get tagged out at home guess what you probably should have had the wherewithal to not run to home if you're trying to steal it or if you kind of misjudge the uh the hit and how far it went right yeah because you had posey had this situation that's why the creators were what he just snapped his leg if i remember correctly yep yeah um cat and, and you know this is actually kind of relevant to a different point Playing a catcher is probably the most dangerous position in baseball itself for a sport that's very non-contact focused. Yet you, you get a lot of injuries to that kind of position. Francisco Cervelli just said, "Hey, I'm done catching because I've had six documented concussions after getting getting hit with a ball, getting hit with bats, getting hit with everything, and now you get John Lucoy getting all intents and purposes knocked into first grade." Yeah, you know, he's going to be filing some CT lawsuit in a couple of years if that's still a popular thing in the MLB, but it's MLB, so they'll probably hush it out. So, Marisnik, did he do it on purpose? You can't say he did it on purpose, but you know he did it on instinctively. Yeah. And I mean, it's up for the MLB just to be like, hey, whatever plate you're stealing, hands first, feet first. Not this shoulder tackle, because, you know, baseball, there's some dudes who are tiny as hell, man. Marisnik looks like he's got a little bit of heft on him, and Lucroy looks like he, and he's crouching. So yeah. he's definitely like tinier and he's at this disadvantage. And no matter how big and bad we think we are at the gym, you're coming at me at that speed. But I'm surprised he didn't have other injuries. I, you, uh, well, yeah, but uh, at the same time, I'm looking at this. Look, Lucroy's coming in for the ball, yeah. and Marisnik is going towards his left. And then he's like, okay, well, Lucroy's at my left. I'm going to go to my right. And he does, or actually, our right, his left. Um, and he does, but then he notices that, like, holy crap, this guy just moved with me, and you know, yeah. 
And what else could you do? You just lower the shoulder down and kind of brace yourself. And yeah. I mean, I don't know what else he could he could. And if he tries to jump over him, you know, he could risk an injury to his leg or whatever that type of thing. You know. So and that's what we talked about. It's an instinctive play. It's yeah. just not about being intentional or unintentional. But really, you're looking at it is that if you're out, you're out, man. Yeah. You just slide. Just slide and go from there. Now, mind you, maybe it should be one of those things where you talk about where a catcher should be in position of the plate when someone's trying to steal home because Lucroy is obviously ahead of the plate. Maybe it's one of those mandatory things to say, "Hey, you gotta be behind." Whatever. I, I don't know. I don't know how to fix it. I, I think I think I it's more, I think the onus is more on the base runner to kind of maintain his his path. I would mm-hmm. say and not deviate from it. So um, I don't know. Maybe they should make another line where like like a uh, like a base runner's line towards home plate, like a like a box or something like that. That says, "Okay, yeah. you can only come in through this angle, and that's it." Or so I have no idea, and the catcher can move wherever the hell he wants. He can't block the plate, but you know, um, he can at least be towards the side of either side of it. But it's not. Eh, it's yeah. It's it's a, a lot of it's just basically incidental. So oh, by the way, what kind of eyebrows do you want? You want the you want the Anthony Davis here? Yeah, I mean, I got bushy eyebrows as it is, so you need to make me look like I'm like treading tire at a mall. <laughs> it just needs to be one big strip. Okay, what color is it gonna be though? Um, go yeah, I mean, I got long hair covering it, so, you know, black is fine, or brown. Black is fine, or brown, let's, let's see, let's go with the brown, we'll try and match the stash. Okay, so, uh, speaking of eyebrows and Anthony Davis, so the Lakers, uh, struck out on their, 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 their big three hunting, I guess you would mm-hmm. say. Because I don't, I, I don't know if I, replica. yeah, I don't know if I would uh, consider Boogie Cousins a big, like a, like the third of a big three for some reason. I don't know. Really? I, I don't know. I just don't see him as a. I mean, four-time I, All-Star was working way back to an injury, but mm-hmm. the, I guess the presumption of anybody who's injured is like, are you coming back from injury and are you healthy? And if you're healthy, I think he's damn dominant. I don't know. I, I guess I just didn't see enough of him with Golden State that I, I, I know his passing ability was was actually really underrated, mm-hmm. uh, which was actually what made him a very uh, key asset to the Warriors, a team that shoots like crazy. So, um, but uh, it's just the years away, the the injury bug. I don't know if I could call him the third of a big three at this point. But who knows? Maybe he works out. Maybe he uh, he talks with Chris Bosh and finds a way to to be that third in that third role. You know. I mean, if anything, he's just there. He took a very low pay cut, even lower than last year's five point eight to like. 2. Oh, do you want these eyes? Do you want these eyes? Oh, that looks very. Um, uh, he. I don't know. I'd, I'd feel like punching that guy. Yeah, yeah. I want that. That looks like I'm determined to mess up your life. <laughs> Male eyelashes, really? Oh, that is. What, men don't have eyelashes. There's some pretty people out there. Bro. I don't even know if you call these eyelashes, but it looks like eyeliner more than anything. Now I look like a Jack Nigel Thornberry from the Wild Thornberries. <laughs> uh... Can't be stopped. Um, 
but back to Boogie, I mean, he's an all-around player now. He was shooting threes. It's just those injuries because you had the Achilles and you had the hamstring. His temper, you know, he is like Mr. Technical, so that hurts in the long run. But remember, this is just a one-year deal. What he wants is two things, to actually contribute in the playoffs and then do enough to get him a buttload of cash. Mm-hmm. So I think he'll be fine. He's just rinsing himself out a little bit until he finds stability. Uh, he just wants... I don't want to speak for him because in case he's like, hey, I heard some twerp on the, uh, the sports podcast thinks he knows me and he just comes to mind. I was like, you think you know me? I'm like, I kind of know a little bit. You want money, you want success and you haven't had any success in the NBA outside of individual stuff. So I got you, fam. What? Hold on. I'm trying to see what the heck is going on with... I don't know why it's getting me to a load screen for his lower body, but whatever. Uh, body type. All right, what kind of body type do you want, dude? Um, I mean, tall, stocky guy, or like skinny, nah, short, stocky guy. Short, stocky. Make my whole thing. Yeah, uh, you gotta, you gotta put something as an edge. Yeah, you know? I'm done. But we're going with the chest right now. Do you want hairy? Do you want? I mean, it's just really shades of hairy. <laughs> oh, we we gotta go shades of hairy, man. That that one that you just said. Even though I don't have a treasure trail, I want to make him like seem like he would have it. <laughs> All right, what color should He's this... He's got to be an offense to the senses, all right? An offense to the... Oh, God, we can make him look like the Hulk. <laughs> uh, let's play around with this character. Ooh, ooh. No, it looks like I a zombie. Now, I, I now look like Gar, uh, Goliath from Gargoyles. <laughs> all right. Uh, back to... Uh... Terrifying. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, nope, nope. It looks like Xavier from Xavier Renegade Angel. If you've ever seen this show. <laughs> uh, uh, looks like you could use a tan there. I, I mean, I do look like Dracula's cousin. All right, so we'll, we'll go with that one then, that, that, that complexion. Upper body, let's see. Uh, let's see, base type. Oh, we can have you wearing a sweater. Well, no, uh, we're not going to hide my beautiful chest there. Oh, okay. All right. I mean, you got a nice blouse there. That's very... I mean, that could be my promo stuff. I can come out looking like uh, <laughs> the Beast in Ron Perlman's Beauty and the Beast. That was a TV show back in the late 80s. Uh, let's see. Oh, no, no. These are just different. Okay, no. We're... All right, we'll, we'll give you bare-chested. Uh, but... Sweet. All right, so pants-wise, you want pants, you want shorts... Mm. Mm. Pantalones, man. I mean, hey, that accentuates the package. So, whatever you choose helps me out. Uh, let's go with the Carl from Aquatine Hunger Force. We'll go with that. Yeah, I, I mean, he kind of does look like a fit Carl, so <laughs> I'm definitely for that. All right, perfect. Uh, all right, so uh, let's see, etc. No tattoo. Uh, I don't know. What's an elbow? What do we have here? Oh, like a like an elbow guard or whatever. A sleeve. You can always go for sleeve. That's always a good choice. You want a sleeve? We'll we'll go we'll go with the uh, the bandage. Go with the bandage. Uh, we'll make it blue just to keep with the motif. And we'll have it on one arm. Uh, I got a wrist R. Let's see what's we got gloves. I'm assuming. I uh, got hand tape uh, finger tape whatever 
You want you want the Mickey Mouse? You can go with the Mickey Mouse if you want. I mean, I want that Michael Jackson glove that reveals it a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like... I want sparkle. Okay, perfect. Let's see. Uh, you know, because I could be like that guy from uh, what's his name from of Mice and Men. I heard he keeps uh, lotion in his glove hand for his lady. And that could be that whole heel. I got my glove all lotion up for your lady, and that's how you punch me in the face because I think I'm a ladies' man. All right, so now we got our shoes here. Oh, we got plenty here. Wow. Oof. There's a lot. Got a bunch of ring shoes. Got long boots. Uh, Western boots. Uh, I don't know, dude. Well, what, what are you... What are, uh, I, I kind of want some Western boots. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Because I would imagine I have this weird-ass accent. <laughs> okay. Uh, like, I've been hearing some things about you and your pappy. Let's see. Uh, I don't know what gear we have here. Oh, you can wear a hat. Oh, no, we have these points. Uh, or, I don't even know how. That, that's, that helmet is just floating above your head. <laughs> a fireman cap. You got baseball cap. I have no idea how this is even we had something going now we got lost into the darkness oh boy anyways um you got horses back in the to basketball <laughs> or oh, back to basketball bt dub so the miami heat were able to pull off the jimmy butler trade by uh trading with hassan whiteside i don't know if you're happy about that but i am because oh yeah because he was uh he stopped trying after he got his big contract so or you know well, he'll tell you he didn't stop trying he'll tell you it's the hardest worker there it's just coach doesn't believe in him all right and it says that every couple of times he has the opportunity to start and then he's just lacking on defense and has slow feet i mean does he work for portland yeah because portland needs a big because joseph nurkic or you know busted his leg assuming that's the right nurkic because i always get him and then the other guy confused oh jokic because they yeah. used to both play for denver but i think nurkic is the one that's there so yeah it works for them and, you know, right now, you know, I think I think Dame would kind of keep him in his place a little bit too, Ooh. and just be like, hey, catch up on your stuff. But to answer your question, yes, I'm happy he's gone. Even though it was the final year of the contract, it's just a breakup that you want to happen, you know. Yeah, like, Bobby, I don't love you anymore. I've been thinking about different bigs. I mean, Eric Spolster was even using him, uh, and the writing was on the wall. He just didn't fit with the Miami Heat system, didn't fit with the culture, uh, and... Well, you gotta play defense, man. You're you're one of the few big men who really got paid big bucks in the perfect season of, like, we just had to give money out, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, because we wa we didn't want to lose the fan base, because the fan base thought it was all over, especially after Wade left. They're like, who's our guys? Dragic, Dion, James Johnson, and Hassan. Yay! But, I mean, he got paid for being a blocker, and he got paid on potential. But, you know, the, the real excitement came from Chris Bosh, and then when Bosh got the blood clots, you knew that was gone. So you had to get somebody on this illusion of a pick-and-roll kind of, you know, game that was going to be developed with Dragic, because remember, we had drafted Dragic, the, you know, the, the, what, half the season before, and then Bosh got hit with the blood clots again, so it's like game over, right? So you want to get people excited, and Hassan was a decent player back-to-back. -back. You would hope that for a guy who has a great story for being G League no-name, shooting up in the Y, catching people's attention, but 
he wouldn't really hustle on the fast break. He kind of missed his position. He kind of get, I mean, Joel Embiid, for all the smack talk that, you know, uh, Hassan was given out there, was just owning him. Remember yeah. the playoffs when they got eliminated? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh. Oh yeah, strut. Oh, oh yeah, we're 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 finally getting to the the entrance portion of this. Uh, let's see. Look, but Hassan, look, dude, you play Yoshi in Super Smash Brothers. I get it. Uh, I get you, man. I get you. You know, if in a, in another universe we could you you could you could join our show and play video games with us. You know, like Roy Hibbert. Roy Hibbert does that now. He's a he's a gamer now. Um, I don't know because he has no one wants to sign him. So because Roy <laughs> Hibbert was Hassan before Hassan came around. Oh yeah, no, but he got out. Well, he didn't really get out. He uh, nobody wanted him anymore. But he's uh, he's now a gamer. He has his own gaming channel and all that stuff. Uh, and he's playing like Apex Legends or something now, for some reason. Um, it just you know he could have. I mean, is he that poor that he has to buy a free game? I could have sworn he got a max deal out in <laughs> Indiana. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, he's probably got a good gaming setup, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, Hassan, good riddance, dude. Sheesh, it was, it was time. Uh, the Heat were able to finesse that trade into Jimmy Butler, which I know you had your qualms about Jimmy earlier in the uh, right. the past seasons. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say right now. Let me get my, my soapbox and yep. I'm tell it to the ladies and gentlemen who have been listening to every Jimmy Butler sequence I had about him going to Philly. Yeah. I am a hypocrite, and as a fan, I will always take good to great players and a very good player when I literally have nothing. Because, listen, you may want a burger, and you may want a pizza, but when you ain't got money for the big stuff, you settle for, like, the Little Caesars, man, for that $5 hot and ready's. So if Jimmy Butler is my little Caesar and he's going to keep me fed and competent, especially since the East is now blown wide the hell open, yeah, assuming we might get a certain guy that we're going to hold off on one insy-bitsy second and talk about, mm. I'll pay. And like I said, I, I never thought Jimmy was terrible. I just said to get paid that amount of money, you have to average a certain amount of production, 20-plus points, like 5-plus rebounds, 5-plus assists. Could he have done that in Philly? I don't think so because nope. he was even like the third guy that you go for on the option. It was Joel, it was Tobias, and every now and then, you know, uh, Ben Simmons or even JJ. <laughs> ben Simmons, whenever he felt like shooting. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, have you ever seen him kind of shoot? I cringe. I think, you know, for lack of a better word, blind people can shoot better than Ben Simmons on a pull up jumper. He's not that good. He doesn't yeah. shoot threes. And you're going to pay, and you want, and Philly, you want to give him an extension? Because, you know, he's going to year three. The one thing you can attribute about rookies coming in who know that their shot is off or their defense is off is they at least make an attempt to develop and improve. I don't see Ben Simmons doing any of that, man. He's just over there in Australia and his homeland. Yeah. Chasing after like spiders and crocodiles and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm being stereotypical. I don't care. Yeah. I wouldn't pay him that money because you can, you can probably get, you know, someone to contribute. I, I you know, I would have tried hard to get JJ back, but now he's in New Orleans. But bringing it back to Jimmy, so can Jimmy get those productions? Yeah, especially if we're going to trade away a couple other people, because you have to ask yourself, it's not a re—it's not a rebuild what we're doing. We're we're retooling, we're reloading. So Dragic is probably going to go on a nineteen million dollar contract expiring. I think LA would probably love to have him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, James. Well, well, which LA? The the, the Lakers? Oh, Lakers. 
Well, didn't you hear the news that they were gonna use LeBron as a point guard this season? Point guard. Yeah, yeah, but nah, you need somebody for that second unit first off. Because remember, their their cup is bare for the players that they had. They were they, they had to trade away all these uh, second round guys that they had last year, like Horace <laughs> Wagner. Like Basically, Howard they Jones. just switched teams with the Lakers. But yeah. Yeah, and look, I'm gonna tell you right now. I'd rather have the 19 million dollar expiring contract of Goran Dragic than resigning, you know, Rajon Rondo, because first off, you need actual shooters. Yeah, to, and Rajon cannot oh, shoot. I, no, but Dragic is a decent off-ball player. Yeah, he Not is great. You know, but I, I can literally see him commanding the floor. And assuming if LeBron gets injured you at least have a competent point guard who knows when to drive and who knows when to shoot and let me tell you something when you have an anthony davis and a boogie cousins there uh i kind of want somebody a point guard who can drive wouldn't you because you know someone's gonna get caught up in that screen and even dawn on me that boogie and uh davis are back at it against the other you know they like each other maybe convince them yeah I, I think Gordon goes you know Richardson, he was our leading scorer. But when you're a leading scorer on a team with no one scores, it doesn't really mean much, man. You know, it's like being that I'm your only option for the prom because I'm your cousin and no one wants to go with you. Let's get in the van, girl, and let's just get it on. We're going. Um, that's terrible. No one likes that joke. I understand. Uh, <laughs> but you know, it's a very barren thing. So I wouldn't want that. I think James Johnson's a contract that you go. I think Toronto would probably take him just on the idea that they're kind of lacking certain power forward spots now. So please take his remaining two years, $36 million. We don't want it. And justice can, justice is here or there. You know, I don't necessarily, I wasn't, I like his defensive work, but I think that stretch that he had earlier or later in the season was just kind of happenstance. So, I mean, they, they needed, uh, it was more an experiment that they, hey, let's see what this guy can do as a PG. And then, they're, yeah, I mean, yeah, it seemed to kind of sort of work out. So, um, and if they're going to get rid of Goron, they might as well just go with this option, I guess. Unless they get a uh, certain Mr. Westbrook, in which case. Certain, certain, yeah, a, a certain Mr., uh, you know, Brody up in here. So, to transition into this is that. I don't want that contract. Uh, if we're gonna have that contract, at least I know I got somebody who's gonna come in being very angry. I I love jilted Russell uh, Russell Westbrook. I yeah. loved him since Kevin Durant left because remember he was playing, he was really kind of playing number three for a while in the matter of important guys in that OKC uh, pseudo dynasty where always just go to the Western Conference Finals and maybe one. Uh, NBA Finals appearance because you know what happened when James Harden left and that was a contract year. Harden was like, "Hey, spotlight's on me. You need to play me more. You know, pay me more, and we'll go from there." And then mm -hmm. they had Serge Ibaka and all that stuff. So once KD is like, "I'm gonna take my talents to Golden State," yeah, Russ is like crying. He's got a tear coming out. He's like, "I gave you the best six years of my life, <laughs> and you can't harder, man." Like I. I don't usually watch return games or revenge games. I did watch when LeBron went back to Cleveland. Yeah. Um, I would like to lose to Baron Davis just killed me, but whatever. I'll, I'll hold back on that. Um, because that just bothered me. You just see like old ass Baron Davis grabbing the ball. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, shut up, Baron. No one wants to sign you. You just got traded by the Clippers. Don't even talk to me. Yeah. Um, but damn, dude, when I saw it was, you know, Durant coming home, you know, like, 
Russell, he got a little bit of that glow up going on. He got his eyebrows trimmed. He got mm-hmm. his nails done. And he made sure he got his best clothing attire for the pre-interview, for the post-interview. And he was going to tap that behind. And what happened? He got destroyed. Yeah. It was okay. Because look at the production that created with KD leaving. MVP, three, like what? Three seasons of triple-doubles. Yep. Like, it's beautiful. Yeah, he's averaged a triple-double like since ever. <laughs> since that moment, you know? Uh Look, like you can't tell me you don't want that attitude in Miami. We need a little bit of that attitude. I think I think the Heat could foster that sort of energy because, I mean, heck, they had that sort of attitude back in the '90s when they got you know Alonzo Mourning, who was jilted from his time in Charlotte, because uh, it was him and Larry Johnson, and they got they got some beef. If you uh, you want to see that on SB Nation, they have a beef history of uh, of Zoe and, and Larry Johnson. Uh, from back in the day so i could see that for russell plus he'd be in the east and guess who else is in the east right now uh kd with the brooklyn nets uh not this season obviously that's coming up but the following season and that that would allow that would allow russell westbrook to get the kinks out between him and uh and jimmy butler kind of figure out their their chemistry right there and then and then from there i think their chemistry would figure out pretty quickly right it's gonna be russ is gonna say find a spot's open and i'm gonna lead you the shots hopefully well hopefully but um i i would i would very much like to see that and then the east is wide open enough unless uh you know, with with you know you have several contenders with milwaukee and and well supposedly boston is a little weaker but we don't know they still have uh, some assets that they can work with i think they're for the better not to deviate too far away but you know this, Look, this Kyrie didn't want to be there. That's one. So that's, that's yeah, an attitude. An attitude adjustment. Want to be there? No, of course not. No, of course not. But uh, to touch on it, you know, there was a lot of shifting in point guards going to the teams. And Kemba, I think, is yeah. a great player. Yeah. Like very, that top of very good. But with with Russ coming in there, we ask ourselves this: Without Russ, what is the heat to you in their? position in the playoff seating because i think they uh, now can get into playoffs uh, six maybe with just jimmy right i'd say no i wouldn't say six because uh, they were kind of i'd say five okay five with uh, russ with russ oh that would shoot up to a, at least three or seat minimum right yeah All three right, uh, winning the southeast division but yeah th- three seed uh milwaukee uh well I wouldn't say Toronto would be falling that far down either, but th- at least three and maybe two, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sup, Dooms Games? How you doing, dude? We're uh, we're out here playing WrestleMania on the... Uh, we're talking basketball right now. So, uh, BT Dubs, we're almost at the halfway point of the show, dude. Ooh, what's that? So, so uh, if, if, if you've never seen the show before, this is a word from our non-sponsors. And... The this part of the show is a segment in which we um, talk about places, things, concepts, what have you that we we love and and hope to share with you guys uh, and share the love for for those things as well. So Charles, uh, I don't know if you have anything you want to start out with, but I do. Of course. All right. So for those who are new, I typically talk about two things when I do my non-sponsors oh, yeah. because they're two things that bring me joy. So video games and mm-hmm. food. Yep. Every now and then alcohol, even though America, uh, on 4th of July, but I will not put it into what I drank that day. What I'll do is I'll talk about what I ate that day after, right? So 
it was Friday night. Me and you know my buddy were planning a trip to New Orleans. We we're gonna go see the Saints play against the Bucks sometime in October. So we decided to get some food um, coming into it. And this was one of my favorite places when I lived in Palm Beach. And they brought up the Treasure Coast area. And then of course, like everything in my life, I can't have the things that I love so much. They closed it down. But when I had the opportunity to get lunch there or dinner there, I jump on it every time I'm in Palm Beach because I think they have a great collection of not just regular boned wings, but great boneless wings, chicken mm -hmm. tenders, especially the sauce. So my non-sponsor week is Brew's Room. Ooh, you guys, we're talking about, I mean, I barely stray away, but it was a, like a nostalgia kick for me to eat them chicken wings again because I used to host up there in like 2010, 2011, 2012, watching all the sports and playoffs, eating some extra wet, hot, tangy wings, getting my fingers all wet, like sucking off the bone, man. I didn't even care. I even think about it now, I get a little mm, flavor in my mouth. I get a little watery salving like in the dog, but they're reasonably priced. They taste good. Mm -hmm. It's not too much of a crowded scene, so you hear yourself think they got a plethora of TVs there. It's what the ale house should be. And so the house just became like, hey, kids, eat free Tuesdays, guys. Ha, ha, ha. I'm like, no, I want a sporting event, or I just want to get some good food in me. I go to Brewer's Room. Oh, yeah. Uh, the restaurant people, there's some in Delray, I think, but definitely something you want to try. Even just like chicken. Uh, there are the locations right there Pembroke Pines, Coconut Creek, Deerfield Beach, Coral Springs, Bird Row here in Miami, Boynton Beach, Delray Beach, and Royal Palm Beach. Oh, yeah. So just go to Bird Row, Francisco. Try yourself some. Oh, yeah. I, I've never been. I have never been. Uh, I've been to Flanagan's, I've been to Duffy's, I've been to. Uh, bow campers, but I've never been to Bruise. Mm. I mean, co promo code, finger looking good. Oh, yeah. Okay. Perfect. All right. So, uh, I guess my non-sponsor this week. Let's let's reset mine. So, um, I, and by the way, um, we've got like, um, oh, let me see, I got a message here. It's about work. I don't want to talk about work right now. <laughs> okay, so my sister was texting me. Okay, uh, while I'm doing my non-sponsor, did you sh look? We, we've got the the entrance set up for our our creative character here. So we, we need the the stage animation, the ramp animation, the ring animation, and some general animation. So uh, you think about your your favorite wrestler, circa 2003, uh, and, and and see what 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 combination of of walk and stage and whatever that you right. you want along the way, but uh, for me, my non-sponsor is a um, the the Bright Line. Ooh, so, good yeah. choice. Oh yeah, so I don't know if anybody's ever heard of this, but the Bright Line is a uh, a private. It's not public. It's a private rail service, a train that runs from as of now Miami to West Palm Beach. So they have three stops, Miami. Fort Lauderdale and West Palm Beach and the beauty about this train is that it goes right into the heart of the downtown of each of those cities so if you're if you want to have a, a nice night out and you don't want to drive all the way out to these uh, these cities so you can just hop on the bright line and 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 head on over there now the bright line is actually incredibly reasonably priced I decided to go on it this past week on 4th of July uh, they were open. We, uh, I went with my with my girlfriend. We went to um, 
uh, Fort Lauderdale Beach to see the fireworks there. We didn't want to stick around in Miami. And I decided, you know what? We might have a, a couple of drinks. It might not be safe to drive, especially when other people are drinking as well. Uh, so why not just take the train? And for the first time ever, I, I, I ever took it. And, and I'm, I'm really glad that I did because, man, that, that thing was the, the AC. You just sit down. You're comfortable. It's basically like... It's like going to, I don't know, man, it might be because they have the equivalent in Japan where they have their, their, their speed, their bullet trains where they're basically so fast and so it's such great service that they actually rival the airlines. And I, I kind of want that for down here, man. And they're, they're making an extension down to uh, or up to Orlando soon enough. So that's going to be really great. And they're, they're thinking of a extension after that to Tampa. And I'm hoping maybe another extension getting back to the Keys. That would be awesome. Uh, it was a half hour trip. So a half hour trip from Miami, from downtown to Miami to downtown Fort Lauderdale. Half an hour, it went by like that. I We, we just sat down, has free Wi-Fi. And you just sit down, you relax, dude. You're, and you're zooming past traffic. And it, it was relatively, the greatest thing. Relatively cheap, right? $10, $10 uh, round trip, $20, let's say. So $20, um, you know, and you're you're relaxed. You don't have to worry about your car. They have parking garages at the station, so um, you don't have to uh, worry about your car being out in the open or whatever. Or if not, and then you, just, you know, we arrived for Fort Lauderdale. We took a lift to downtown, and that was it. That was it, man. We didn't have to uh, stress about, you know, getting into a city and then parking there and then and then having to wait through all of that 4th of July traffic. No, no, we... We, we left that to the, the Uber and Lyft guys, and, and we relaxed ourselves on the train. So the, the Brightline uh, promo code, um, free Wi-Fi, man. Sheesh, you can't beat that. You cannot beat free Wi-Fi. So, yeah, it's the Brightline, man. Awesome. All right, you got me sold. Yeah, man, you got to take it. You got to take it at least once, especially when they go up to Orlando. That's, that's a three-hour trip. Uh, driving from West Palm Beach, or you're about an hour and a half, or maybe so, um, cut off from that trip. So, uh, but you can relax on the train and just head on out to Disney World. All right, so, uh, all right, dude, we have our stage animation. I don't know, we got different previews. I don't know which, there's a ton of wrestlers here, and you know them better than I do. I do. And for the love of God, if you put Al Snow as my guy, we're not friends anymore. <laughs> um, okay. That's the first thing I'll tell you. Uh, I got to tell you, though, you're going to hate me because I'm looking at the Twitch uh, Twitch website, and I don't see the game on it. Hold on. it's It'll pop up. Don't worry. I have to reset it real quick. All right. There it is. There it is. All right, cool. So, uh, Bautista. Uh, no, no way. Benoit. Too controversial. Brock. Uh, maybe the Brock. If he's coming out, like, doing the little shoulder jumping. Is that it? Know. Yeah. But I, I, I need to make it pop a see. So, uh, yeah. if they have... Let's look at Chavo. Because I, I think, you know, Chavo has, like, kind of, like, obnoxiousness that I want. Oh, yeah. Like, kind of baiting the crowd there. Yeah. Okay. Look at him. He's like, ah, yeah. Okay. Chavo's kind of mindset. Let me see my love of uh, Ric Flair. Let's see. Get down to Ric Flair. 
Uh, I'm still liking Chavo so far of the ones you've chosen. Yeah. We'll, we'll keep yeah. going down here. Keep going down the list. Give you more options right. here. Let's see. They don't have Eddie Guerrero? That's upsetting. Um, let's see. Hogan. Jericho. Let's check out Jericho. Jericho. Let's see. <laughs> kind of, I kind of like Chavo a little bit more. Yeah, but Jericho one's not bad. Yes, I'm still he, on he Chavo me, right now. He makes me look like, uh, you know, Zoolander. <laughs> um, all right, so let's scroll down the list because those other guys up to Stephanie is not my thing. And we just have random taunts here, so. Oh, then we'll go with Chavo. Okay, we'll go with Chavo. Yeah, the taunts I mean, seem to be kind choice. of... I mean, oh, that one's a bit. Got the the finger guns. Yeah. Uh, eh, I, I like the Chavo because okay. Chavo's kind of basking them in a little bit. All right, cool. Let's let's go up then. All right, so Chavo. All right, now you got your ramp animation. Now you don't want Al Snow. Yeah, please no. <laughs> uh, got. All right, angle. Benoit, Booker T. Uh, they got different choices for each of them. That's different. Mm -hmm. All right, HBK. That's... Making me a little flamboyant. <laughs> I think that's a good transition from one to the other so far. Yeah, yeah, I like that, especially since I'm already kind of using my hands. Yeah. Look at me gyrating my hips. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's perfect. That's a nice transition from one to the other. Okay. So we'll go with HBK for that one? HBK. All right, so now we will get your your ring, your entering the ring animation. Uh, no Al Snow, that's for sure. Okay, got Angle, kind of just walks in and kind of boringly enters the ring. Does a little spin yeah. move there, but now okay. Uh, let's Mates check out some Booker bit. T. Booker T. Alrighty. Uh, uh, let's check out Chavo. All right, going back. We got two Chavos on here actually, so we got two choices for that. All right, he's kind of baiting the crowd there himself again, kind of yeah. yelling at them. Oh. Yeah, not in love with that one. All right, let's go with Chavo tag. All right, kind of pumps his chest out once again, baiting the crowd right there, just snapping at them. Mm. Now, Jimmy Christian. All right, kind of slow walks into it. Yeah, because this this matters. It's the appeal. It's the psychology. Yeah. All right, kind of moving the hands there. Uh, maybe. I'll yeah. Okay. We'll put a maybe on that. Let's go down the list. Give you more choices. Alright, Eddie. Let's check out Eddie, because Eddie had that flamboyantness ready, Guerrero. Alrighty. Okay. Got the, yeah. the hand movements. Okay. Eddie's. Yeah, Eddie's a set in. Yeah, you I mean, he does a little uh to you too. Yeah, yeah. you like that? Alright, alright, yeah. now we got the walk. We got the walk on. So let's see. 
Give you the list oh, here. Vince McMahon right there. Just go to Vince. Go to Vince. Just, yeah, just go to Vince. I already knew if it's the walk I know of. Is it? Look at him just yeah. shredding the stuff. Yeah. Okay. So Vince? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally All right. Vince. So let's do a preview. All righty. <laughs> I look like a GI Joe. <laughs> oh, that camera just <laughs> it is it is unforgiving. <laughs> oh yeah, I I have the most obnoxious guy. This is perfect. The, yeah, this is great. Okay, a nice close up on his shoulder there for some reason. All right. Look at those. Look at those lats, man. And they just told a crowd to go f themselves. Yep. That is. That's totally me. I could work with that. All right. Perfect. Uh, we got the theme songs. We we had the rock there. I says I guess as a as a default, but yeah, it's, it's not bad. Because I like that whole Hollywood startup. Yeah. The whole like streamlined LA. Granted, they're gonna be asking why a six foot seven, you know, Polynesians up in my stuff. And <laughs> I'm playing off as a hillbilly gym kind of persona, but who are they to bother me? All right, so you want to leave the rocks entrance? Yeah. All yeah. right, cool. Uh, Titan Tron. That's the theme music, but the Titan Tron. Not sure if you want to change that up. I mean, it's it's gonna be one of these wrestlers, so I don't know who you want in the background. I mean, you have your foot. I mean, do you want Ric Flair? I, mean, I kind of want Rick, yeah. All right, let's let's. Yeah, I want that pumping circus. Yeah. Ends. All right. Okay, we already got the animations. We got the effects. Uh, gosh, there's so much here. There's so much. Uh, we'll just go with the defaults. There is too much for this. Yeah, we can do defaults here. And there you go. You got Nature Boy. In the background, coming with the car. Exactly, because we're all about fast style, fast women, and fast money, baby. Whatever uh, Charles the True Sporty McGoops is about. <laughs> okay. Perfect. All right, I guess we'll, we'll complete it. We will complete it. Let's, we did it. We did it. We've created this character. We'll call him Sporty. We'll... Uh, Alrighty, so he is he is on the board. We'll save and exit. Oh man, this is this has been a journey. We were once a show about sports, but uh, now. Well, I mean, look, I, we, we've talked sports. We talked about uh, Jimmy. We talked about Russ. We talked uh, home run derby. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know what we haven't talked about. Though. What? And it feels only apropos, considering the fact that we just did some wrestling. Oh, doy. That is that is true, my 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 good friend. Let's on head on out to the cage. Okay, so uh, this is the most appropriate background for for this segment here. Uh, Charles, I was uh, I was actually listening to Pat the NES Punks. Um, recent podcast at least from last week 
Uh, he hasn't popped out with new one, but he is a uh, avid wrestling fan, as are you. And he's uh, very much uh, has scathing uh, comments about uh, uh, a certain Mister uh, Senor uh, McMahon uh, and his. Uh, inability to come up with compelling storylines and promoting the right wrestlers and and what have you so uh and it's kind of led to a dip in the ratings so i i guess i would assume that you would agree right well as i have to give my general interest welcome everybody to the cage with charles your weekly trueplex of information where i get to pour my heart out about how much i love wrestling Keep in mind, as I tell everybody that comes in, wrestling is not fake, it's scripted. It's about sweaty men and tights going against each other for whatever storyline you get. However, in today's modern WWE fandom, we've been having some issues with storylines. So to, you know, after I got that prefaced out, I would agree with you, and I agree with your guy, but it's kind of changing, and it's kind of changing maybe for the better, because Vince is kind of seeing the ratings dip He's hearing kind of the fan backlash, even though I think he doesn't really care about us peons. He just knows, regardless if I don't like the product, I'm still going to pay my $10 a month <laughs> to the WWE Network because I'm going to get pay-per-views, and I'd rather pay 10 bucks a month to see a pay-per-view as opposed to paying $60 plus my ESPN Plus accounts to watch a UFC fights because apparently ESPN Plus only is the streaming service where you can buy the UFC fight, so you know, mm. there you go. That's my gripe with it. I didn't buy it, but I, it stopped me from buying it. But what Vince has done lately is he's consolidated his power to just two people. He let Paul Heyman become executive creative director for Raw. He let Eric Bischoff, EZE, become the executive creative director in SmackDown. And why this matters, uh, it, it, it may or may not matter because Heyman oversaw ECW in its heyday before it, you know, fled out and got bought out. And Bischoff orchestrated and oversaw WCW and led to some compelling television such as the NWO, the New World Order, and some damn good cruiserweights that got put on the map like Rey Mysterio. There's concerns because at the end of the day, Vince himself is still getting the final say. The problem with Vince is that he's a little out of touch with what a good storyline is in my opinion and it's weird because we were doing so good with Kofi Kingston getting the WWE Championship even with Becky Lynch winning both belts at Wrestlemania main eventing it and then it went downhill from there I think the pressure of everything from trying to run a full time wrestling program 365 and the XFL was kicking in and then the threat of competition because I still go to the WWE for my storyline entertainment even though it hasn't been that enjoyable lately but the better quality of matches might be elsewhere, yeah. such as New Japan, who is doing their G1 Climax tournament. So that's who I'm going to give a little shout out there. I don't do it often, but when I get the chance, I talk about it because the G1 Climax tournament is kind of like your round robin of standout stars. That's a you know compiled of due to just wrestle exclusively for New Japan, such as Kazuko Kata, uh, Tetsuya Naito. It takes a lot of training to say these words because I'm not really good at it. I'm butchering them. And then even some talents from other brands, such as AEW's John Moxley, who was the former Dean Ambrose, who caused a stir and said, Vince, I hate you. I'm not going to take this $7 million, or not $7 million, but these seven-figure salary that you're offering me. I'm going to go do my own thing. And, of course, some of Ring of Honor's own guys, such as Jeff Cobb, who uh, Ring of Honor kind of butchered, in my opinion, best in the world pay-per-view by having him lose to Matt Taven in, like, 10 minutes. But whatever. That, that's life. I, I can't go from there. 
Um, but so Vince is kind of saying, hey, you know what? If you guys hate everything, I'm just going to go do this and let this happen. And we go from there and can give some creative control to two guys who have run a program. Yeah. WCW and, um, you know, WCW. The hard part is people say wrestling could be better if you take it outside the PG area era. If you go back to a little bit of the attitude era, if you bring back some blood, if you bring back some, you know, I, from panties matches, <laughs> you know, all that fun stuff when we were 10 years old and we got very excited. We got titillated. <laughs> titillated. Titillated. As you can I, see the stuff on screen here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For me, the true answer of how you make wrestling good or great or watchable is one to understand that wrestling is a you know a 12-month product there's gonna be some products or sometimes out of the month the product's not gonna be that great so you have to prepare for that and this is usually the slow month there's two months that usually kill you a little bit in wrestling and that's kind of like february and march because you know it's all filler from royal rumble in january leading into wrestlemania in april and then sometimes you get a little bit here in june and july when you have post WrestleMania fatigue and then you have to lead up to SummerSlam in August. But make the competitors look good. Living out the squash matches, rotate out the same guys. You have 50 plus wrestlers signed to both shows, not even counting NXT. So give them signs. You don't have to make everybody look like a Haas. You don't have to make everybody look like a God. But if you're going to say this is the baddest suit on the planet, let him run over all the same like all the guys in the back as opposed to just the same three guys over and over again make titles matter because for some reason vince wants to run down shane mcmahon and roman reigns down my throat and i'm not ready for that i'm happy that roman's back per se because beating the leukemia or at least being in remission from leukemia is something that's accomplished to go back out there from something that could have killed you to performing for people and do you so think it was a little i mean he he used that as part of a storyline right yeah, do, 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 yeah. Do, I mean, because I heard Pat talking about it and saying that you know it was kind of cringy. Yeah, kind of cringy. Yeah. I mean, but what? Here's the thing. It was uncomfortable, but they're trying to make it into something because the cancer was a background for the feud between Dean Ambrose and Shane. Oh, not Shane again. Seth Rollins. So you want to make it as personal as personal, but it wasn't really needed. And this is what happens when you have one guy who is saying all oh, these ideas are great, but then he goes to these 20 plus writers that he has and producers and agents and say, hey, do this. And on the 11th hour, right before Raw starts at like 7.57 p.m., mm-hmm. he's like, screw it, we're doing this. But, you know, that man, Paul Heyman, he's the one kind of doing everything for Raw. So could it get better? Yes, because wrestling always gets better at some point. You know, it has peaks and valleys. And the idea is that I don't think wrestling is going to get so bad again for a while that it causes me as a viewer to cancel my subscription and to also just not watch it. In so right now it's tolerable to you at least. Yeah, yeah, it's tolerable because for me, the paying the 10 bucks a month for the network is because of NXT. Their matches are, you know, A1. You saw some of the guys at the Street Profits. They won their titles in a ladder match. Only Lurkin, Danny Burch are underrated they have Tommaso Ciampa who hopefully comes back from his neck injury soon you have Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano really killing it doing well with it um so that's the product for me on the main roster you're hoping that it changes a little bit and that it gets better I mean but they're gonna have some competition they're gonna want to improve because right now New Japan is doing their G1 climax and whoever wins that gets a title shot at the big stage they're 
version of WrestleMania and Wrestle Kingdom. Mm-hmm. And it's a, you know, New Japan suffers a little bit from not actually creating storylines outside of the ring uh, because you need a little bit of that drama and stuff. But damn, their matches are good quality. I was watching a little bit of Kenta versus Kota Ibushi, and I was like, yeah, about this, or Kazuko Kata and Hirohushu Tanahashi. There, I said it. Um, <laughs> so if you guys want to see what the Hollywood television style of wrestling is watch the WWE if you want to see some stiff wrestling or dudes are taking some scary bumps and you don't know what's going on watch New Japan I don't know if you looked on the screen here but uh, I beat him yeah I beat him you beat him you, you exacted your revenge exactly now I'm gonna be in control of the WWE <laughs> I can't wait I, I look Vince I'm saying right now hire me I'm in touch I'm 30 so I remember the Attitude Era but I know what the modern kids want I can make the big bald muscly guy a, a, a star in your show but i can also make the tiny guy a star as well hire me vince i don't want to be a lawyer anymore let me write some wrestling pal <laughs> that's all i got for you today francisco all right dude okay uh let's see i'm just letting the computers go at it right now because this is uh this is already fun enough for me i don't want to ruin this by uh actually playing this game plus i think it'll be a lot more fun when i have andrew here we actually face each other in a, in a one-on-one match. Um, alrighty, so... End up creating law professors. We'll just change their names. I mean, we could create an entire league. Uh, of, we could. Uh, yeah. We, we can call a certain one negligence. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm actually tuning in to the Home Run Derby right now. Josh Bell is getting ready. Acuna is... Uh, let's see. He's got about... I think he's got 23 home runs. So, uh, Braves player who just seemingly destroys the Marlins every time, and I'm assuming that's because of uh, Jose Arena destroying his hand the other uh, last year. So, um, you got Vlad uh, Vlad Jr. over there cheering him on. I think they're in that 30-second T-Mobile timeout right now. And all his Dominican buddies are surrounding him right now, trying to give him some advice. Uh, but, um, I mean, as far as baseball is concerned, the Marlins, for me, uh, I've been really impressed by their pitching. Jordan Yamamoto, especially, the uh, the rookie that they called up uh, very, about a, I think about a month ago now. I think he's got like a one point, I forgot, was it one point? It's like a 1.2 something ERA right now since he's been called up. It's it's a, it's something ridiculous like that, and um, uh, we just you got. You guys have the fourth best ERA, right? Yeah, we're one of the best. Uh, in and, and look, we, oh Vince just DQ'd himself, and you can uh, handle it. Can handle it. saying that movie juices ball as well. Um, hey man, I, I'm uh, I have no nothing against juicing the ball at this point. Really, I'm not. I think Major League Baseball needs to kind of. I, I know the the stats and everything are sacred in baseball, and I get that towards the history. But listen, um, we're not all old men. We all don't have to get off our lawns and all types of stuff. But I, I don't know. I don't. I think. Uh, and this is coming from somebody who wants to shorten the MLB season, and just kind of make it more compelling in that sense. Uh, make it make the games worth more. By shortening the season, uh, I'm not. I don't mind juicing the baseballs. Okay, at this point, it's it's fine. Says the pitcher who I think gave up the most home runs this season. 
Yeah. Uh, he made the All-Star yeah, team. Yeah. Well, you know, he's allowed 26 home runs this season, man. I mean, is it the fact that they're juicing the balls or doing anything? That or is it the to... fact that Justin Verlander is, what, like 36 years old or something? And Yeah. And he, he's hitting and... the wall that a lot of mid-30 pitchers have hit. And he pitches in Houston? And he pitches in Houston. I mean, look, you know, wh what do you want? What do you want? You want, you know, wh what's the next step? You're going to say this or you're going to say, oh, you know, don't pitch me on this day because it's a shorter field. Because, you know, Yankee Stadium is very hitter-friendly. Right. You know, course field can be sometimes the altitude. Like, what, what are you going to do? Just do your job, man. Do your job. Because if someone's connecting the ball on you, it's because they read you and they read your pitch count and their scouting team is excellent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know if, it, if it's just juicing the ball or just that. I think players in general nowadays are just better athletes. They're better than they're, they're better coached. They're better trained. They train in the off season. I mean, there's no, there's no really, sh there's no real shortage of downtime for a lot of these guys. So, uh, I think just skill level is just up more than it's ever been. Um, even on, yeah. on the pitching side. So, but even the young guys are so good too because, what you have Biagio's kid, um, you have Vlad Vladdy Jr. You know, they're, they're learning. They're learning the craft. I mean, the minor leagues are different, too. You got some guys who are just uh, building up into it. And you mentioned it. You know, baseball, for all intents and purposes, is a 24-7 um, sport for these guys when it comes to conditioning and training. You don't have guys who get the Dion Waiters effect where they just take off one offseason and they forgot their shot and they gain, like, 50 pounds. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. It's not, it's not that. I mean, you have the occasional baseball player like that, a relief pitcher or what have you, but... Um, I think, um, I think that I'm all, for, if, if they are juicing the baseball, I'm all for it anyways, because look, uh, home runs sell tickets, home runs sell tickets. People want to see offense. People want to see the long we ball. We don't have a pitching derby. We don't have a pitching derby. We oh, don't no. have Verlander and Stroman and, you know, my own Mishiro Tanaka just doing hey throw into the strike zone man and you know whoever gets more strikes than balls wins no nah, no nah. it's a craft you can appreciate because i think baseball is one of the more intelligent um sports out there right outside of boxing uh but but you know the thing that makes it awesome is seeing the long ball i can't catch a wild pitch right no nope. i can't catch a general pitch i can catch a foul ball I can catch a, you know, a home run. People want that, and I get it, you know. And if I'm a pitcher, maybe I would kind of feel some type of way towards it. But, dude, you know, how about this? You're going to make money. You, If you could be the pitcher who doesn't give up 26 home runs. <laughs> He's probably not complaining. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to be the pitcher people want to pay. So think about that mindset. Yeah. How about that? Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, it's just stats in general. I, I just don't think that nowadays they sh I mean, yeah, you, when you get a, a player becoming very legendary in that sense, like um, like CC Sabathia, he's yes. coming up on all of these these records like that just speak towards his longevity. Uh, he, that he's been able to amass 3,000 strikeouts. He's been able to amass 250-plus wins. So that's that's where the stats certainly become something important, but but uh, 
in between that, in between you know those players that get to that point at the end, it it really doesn't matter to me. You know, uh, it, it's fun seeing a guy like it's fun seeing like yeah, it hurts as a Marlins fan seeing Christian Yelich doing so awesomely, but man, the guy's got like 31 home runs at the All Star break. He could hit 50 yeah, look, plus. Look, it's gonna hurt because this will be the first time that I can recall having traded away a back-to-back NL MVP. <laughs> it's coming. I mean, who, it's between him and Bellinger. I'm inclined to give it to Yelich if he keeps the momentum for one sole reason. You hardly see them do it. Yeah. A-Rod, I think, was the only one who did it last time, but that might not even be accurate. I think there was a year gap in between. I will check on that in a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, back-to-back. Uh, Barry Bonds. If, if it wasn't A-Rod, it was probably Barry Bonds. So, um, but back to the stats, it's just, um, the, the traditional yeah, baseball stats, yeah, Even, and I think the traditional baseball stats are being diminished by sabermetrics yeah. because now, yeah, we now have, uh, different means of measuring players, especially like wins above replacement. You know, nobody heard of that before. Um, so, so actually, yeah, I mean, we, I think we shot this idea off on a, one of the messenger chats like a couple weeks ago but what is the most useless uh statistic yeah uh, what yeah. i mean hmm. wins uh, wins 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 are war, war, war they, is like a contract thing that's a contract negotiation tactic i don't you that's speculation that speculation is best right yeah you're, analytical data as what i think you would be for it, you're gonna be seven games up to a victory right that's true it is more of a a contract sort of and you know players are to their credit are using it for their negotiations so that's that's you know more power to them when it comes to that with their you know placing their value but of course it's a double-edged sword because you know teams can look at you and saying oh you're a minus here and kind of offer you less money or not offer you a contract at all um but most useless. I mean, a lot of the traditional Major League Baseball stats are now becoming useless. I mean, wins. Wins for a pitcher have become useless now. That's why we got the ERA, right? Yeah. I mean, wins have just become useless. It has become, uh, you know, credit to CC, 250. That's, that's, that's not an easy thing to do. That means you've kept your team in the game for most of the, most of, not all of those things, but, you know... Uh, they have to score runs and all that stuff for him to get there. Heck, they might have even uh, made up for some of his his shortcoming in some of those starts where he gave up a ton of runs. But you know, team kind of also uh, put up like ten runs just to help him win. You know, so it's. Um, I mean, it was either I think in that conversation it was between more or plus and minus in basketball. Because plus minus, I think it's tough to put that much. I'm very surprised that basketball started using plus minus, because plus minus is a um, is a it's something that they took from hockey, and even in hockey, plus minus is seen as a very um, misleading stat, because it essentially you're just saying that okay, um, when I'm on the floor uh, or I'm on the ice. Uh, my team is plus one, plus whatever. Uh, in hockey, it's points. Um, so that basically, oh, well, uh, I'm I'm on the ice for for goals and or for for scoring. 
but it's very misleading because yeah you could be on the ice but maybe you were on the ice for what one second two seconds when they scored a goal so really not much of contribution from you or in, in basketball I mean you could be on the floor but you're just not really doing anything you might be um, just standing around or maybe you're just setting up screens you're just doing all that you're not really uh, doing the actual uh, grunt work of that that stuff where whereas maybe you could be replaced by somebody who could just be just as good at what you do and have the same plus or minus it doesn't really bear anything on you it just bears more on your teammates than anything else plus I, I want to contribute to this because you know in my ignorance of hockey you would think I, I don't know certain things but one of my favorite I guess favorite stats that I like that they use and please correct me honest don't they have like the stat that records an assist to an assist that led up to the goal um yeah the hockey when it comes to assists hockey has two assists so you have the primary assist and you have a secondary assist so yeah uh, I really feel that needs to be implemented in the NBA. I'm surprised because... it doesn't because a lot of and you can even a lot of broadcasters even say, "Hey, give that guy the hockey assist," you know, which it, it it would just be it would really get you an idea of that player's value as opposed to um, the plus minus or what's the other thing to do the PER um, player. It's something we we'll do like player performance. I'll check yeah. on that in a second. Um, the PER kind of makes sense, but it's really like their war. But in the NBA, it, none of that really matters anyway um, because they just pay you on, you know, it's just like gas prices. You just buy high, sell low, do what you can, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, or the other way around that you do it because some guys get contracts that are out of the wazoo. PR is just a player efficiency rating. Yeah. So, I mean, it's more like war to me, and I think both of them are unnecessary, but it's just what they kind of use i think i think that was their break point i mean that's been that's that's been one of the hot sort of um hot sort of hot take or hot um stat line that a lot of people are using for the nba as you said is efficiency oh well you know you know, uh, uh, russell westbrook is a, is a is a perfect example of somebody that a lot of people would say is an inefficient basketball player but <laughs> He does score. He does do put up his triple doubles. Um, I think it's to justify their choices at MVP because, you know, not to belabor something we talked about a couple weeks ago, but I felt that Giannis was kind of like the wrong MVP. Like, I get it, but I didn't feel it was something I felt it was Harden. And I'm looking at their value PER. Giannis is 30.95, and then Harden was 30.62. Mind you, that Harden had more assists and more um, points per game compared to Giannis who had a higher points per game but higher rebounds because of the position that he plays so maybe they use that PR as justification for giving the awards and look the awards matter in basketball more than anything else why because that's part of the collective bargaining agreement that gets you the big ass contracts right with a supermax deal and well I, I remember uh, there's a there's a reporter here in South Florida called Ira Winderman and he hates that he hates that yeah. that that essentially the media is deciding the the contract situations for these players he hates that he doesn't feel that 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 that's their place um and i agree with them actually i agree with them i think it should be something that's a negotiation between uh, i don't know an, an, an objective arbiter could do that could kind of 
um, when it comes to having all NBA team and that sort of thing because that's what they're they're doing there the media places these guys on the all NBA team and all of a sudden those guys are up eligible for yeah supermax contracts and stuff like that that's not I think it's a bit unfair I don't know if they could have like a, a machine you know a nice cold machine like the BCS and kind of and of course there'll be issues with that too but at the very least it'll be an objective kind of system or have... I don't know if you could sell a player on an arbiter, though. Yeah. You know, because only now has arbitration benefited the MLB. That is... Yeah, it's been, it took a while. It took a long yeah. while. And the thing is, you know, the NBA players fought so hard to be as prevalent in their entire sport industry because it, what they're doing now the last couple years is, has not been like that at all you know anybody who's a casual nba fan or just getting into it would think that it's always been a player driven league. like nah man like it was always this but i think the lack of personality and ownership i think the easily accessible market that is basketball as a sport it has more international acclaim um so it gets a lot of international people that's why houston's very big that's the reason why they kind of went with yao aside from yao being yao ming um and being just like seven foot one you had an international appeal but they should get more of the revenue and there are some concerns, there's some talks about, hey, if they try to restrict players from getting this massive amount of contracts in the next CBA, maybe they'll shorten the season and have a lockout. But that's so far ahead that we don't we don't wanna we don't wanna knock on wood have that happen. Yeah. No, I mean there's a I mean there's there's gonna be a lockout in the NHL probably soon enough. Um, I know that much. Um, I think the NBA's riding a very good wave of uh, media um, and just its brand right now so I would say that they try to avoid any sort of contentious uh, labor situations you know because they're, yeah. they're in a prime position to become I don't know if they'd be the number one sport because I think football is still very ingrained in a lot of small areas around the country that it wouldn't be that way but it's getting up there that's for sure well, you gotta think of what here's the thing too and not to make it controversial maybe i will do this when andrew comes around and he's feeling better but it's the idea that basketball might have more of appeal to kids because there's concerns about concussions and children and you know school sports with regards to football so maybe a parent might want to have them do basketball as an alternative who knows i mean b- basketball's appeal is the fact that yes you can basically play it for cheap all you need is just the the court which there's plenty of the, pl- the court the net and the ball um it's a it's a very low entry uh uh cost for any sort of parent to, to get their kid into um, hockey's an in- incredibly expensive sport. That's why it's so hard for it to kind of gain an appeal. There's, n- there's, n- you know, ice rinks are are not as prevalent as basketball courts. Um, it's just renting the ice time is expensive as hell. Uh, the equipment is pretty expensive. I mean, you can find it fairly cheap, but you're still gonna spend about five hundred dollars on equipment if you buy it cheaply. You know. Um, yeah. And uh, baseball, I mean, uh, base. I mean, heck, those aluminum bats aren't aren't cheap either. When you're a well, kid, not even just that, but I think baseball um, has a. Here's the thing, baseball is the most patient sport. Yeah. Young kids are not patient. That is true. Kids in general are not patient. I think that's like the the split that they have. 
But yeah, you know, that's something maybe we'll revisit when Andrew comes around because I want his input on that. Yeah, I mean, uh, let's see. I learned when I was learning how to play hockey. Yeah, I spent about yeah like five hundred dollars in equipment, and that's starting ba- that's starting from day one. Imagine having a kid, and they're growing. Yeah. So you're buying equipment pretty much every every other year to try and accommodate that kid. Uh, so that's that's expensive as hell. What, what do you do with basketball? You just buy new shorts. New shorts and, and a new shirt or, or jersey, and that's it. And you tell them that the new shoes are going to be as effective as that big baller brand shoes. <laughs> hell, they might even last longer. That's true. Um, and football, the same thing, you know, as far as the equipment costs. Um now, mind you, football has a lot more funding and, and a lot more boosters and things like that. That, heck, if your kid is good, they'll they'll find a way to get you the money to to get him where he's got to go. But don't tell it to the NCAA. Shh. No, the NCAA knows. <laughs> they definitely know. Uh, dude, I am. I have no idea whether I'm doing well in this wrestling match or not. Well, I mean, you, you, you haven't lost yet, but you got five minutes and 29 seconds on my screen. Yeah. To see if you make it. I'm, st- I'm, I'm just trying to get, like, Steve Austin is just destroying me right now. Well, listen, Sporty McGoof, you know, you put him in a steel cage. Francisco, you got to understand the style of play is if I know I'm going to get an ass beating. Ah, uh, no, happen. nope. I got pinned. I just got pinned. You got this. You got this. Nope. You lost yeah. Body yeah, I got, I got, I got pinned. Yeah, I, I was, I was rotating the joystick like crazy. I, I, I just couldn't get out of it. I don't know why. Uh, uh terrible. But I don't know, man. I, I know that's all. That's all I got on that input. All right, dude. Um, yeah. So I guess we can kind of call it here, because okay, uh, well, you know, we'll... we're 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 past the nine o'clock time where we usually end. We'll give it the last rites. Uh, so thank you, everybody, for joining us. Thank you for hearing me take the lead in the intro. So I feel that it's fashion that I take the outro. Oh, yes. So we'll, we'll so, yeah. put up our thank you screen. You know, keep in mind, it might be a slow month of the year for sports just because of everything, but you got the all-star uh, game to watch. Watch some home run derby. Watch some wrestling. There's some uh, Canadian you know. football if you guys are into that. I'm sure ESPN2 shows it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think they had a world, you know, softball classic somewhere. Joey Chestnut probably prepping for his next domination of eating hot dogs as I'm trying to eat a salad and I see this grown man eating like 60 hot dogs and I just kind of want to kick him in the crotch. Uh, You know, there's always more fun. There's going to be some boxing coming on. You know, we're going to have fun with it, guys. But, you know, in the meantime, until you see us, you know, I'm Charles. That's Francisco. Thanks for being with us. All righty. Take care, everybody. See you, I guess, I guess hopefully next week. Hopefully.